And this is Interfaith Talk Radio, being brought to you by Dr. Pat Worldwide on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, and streaming at interfaithtalkradio.com. We're continuing and deepening a dialogue on the expansion of interfaith understanding and exploring our shared spiritual quest. We are a rabbi, a Muslim minister, and a Christian pastor. I am Rabbi Ted Falcon from Beit Aleph Meditative Synagogue. I am Brother Jamal Rahman from Interfaith Community Church in Seattle. And I'm Pastor Don McKenzie from University Congregational United Church of Christ in Seattle. And we're here with you every Monday from 5 to 6, sharing with you topics of importance to the day. And this day is... September 11th, the fifth anniversary of what has come simply to be called 911, a day identified by its number. <clears throat> Originally, a number that we think of, one calls for help and for assistance, has become a number that reminds us of our vulnerability and our fragility of the possibility of sudden loss and of the reality of grief. And so at this time, on this anniversary and at this time of the year, particularly in the Muslim calendar and in the Jewish calendar, as we approach the holy month of Ramadan and as we approach the holy month of Tishri, uh, Tishri is the month of the new year and lead the 10 days of awe leading to Yom Kippur, we focus on forgiveness. And so our sharing today will be looking at the nature of forgiveness, the possibilities of forgiveness, the path to forgiveness, and the spiritual practice with which we've been concluding our show will this week focus on supporting that forgiveness. On a spiritual path, guilt and resentment serve as major stumbling blocks on the way to fuller awakening. So it becomes crucial to explore the nature of forgiveness that we might learn to release the burden of old guilts and the burden as well of the resentments and the anger that we carry that hinder our own possibility of opening our hearts to ourselves and to each other, of creating together a world that more fully speaks the peace that is its source. So I'm glad to be here with you so that we can look at the nature of forgiveness, and it seems like we should begin with What is forgiveness? What does it mean? You know, Rabbi Ted, as you as you ask that question, I'm 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 thinking that I know how hard it is. I mean, I know that it's difficult to accept forgiveness. It's difficult to forgive another human being. But what is it that's so hard? Uh, What is forgiveness is such a good question. I mean, is it really a sense of saying to somebody? What you did was okay. Because if we just look at it that way in a kind of thin way, it feels like we're losing part of something 
part of ourselves that we'll never get back. And so it's hard to go there. When we look in the mirror in the morning, do we say, we're okay, I'm a child of God, I have another day, and so forth, or do we say something that is negative and and kind of have that frame our day? So I I think of words that point to forgiveness, words like uh, wholeness, healing, uh, a fuller awareness, as you say. I, I think of things like emptying and filling and being made new. But what is it? Is a, is a thing that I think we don't stop to even ask that question. We just say, boy, that's hard. It's hard for mm-hmm. me to do. It's hard for me to forgive. It's hard for me to accept. Uh, thank you, Pastor Don. When I think of forgiveness, of course, I immediately realize when I go through the process of forgiveness that it certainly is not a mental or intellectual concept. It's really a participation with my being, with my entire being. And I, I remind myself uh, as it says in the Quran, that when one forgives, one is really getting in touch with the divine spirit within oneself. As you know, you've heard many times in the Quran, it says that uh, God molded us from water and clay and then put his breath into us. Uh, his ruh, it's called. And when I forgive, I am really getting in touch with the essence of Godedness within me. Because in the Quran, again, the essence of God is mercy and compassion. That's mentioned 200 times. And in the Islamic creation story, when Adam and Eve, they made wrong choices, were sent to earth, and Adam and Eve, they really suffered through this feeling of guilt and sadness. And then they repented and they asked for forgiveness. So the model is that, not only did God forgive Adam and Eve, but God also exalted them. He said, I appoint you my vice regents on earth. So when I forgive, I'm really getting in touch with that Godedness within me. Having said that, there's another verse in the Quran which says, it is God who has given you the feelings of laughter and sadness. So, If I forgive, the process of forgiveness is that, the nature of forgiveness is that I really have to allow myself, give myself permission with compassion for myself to feel the sadness. Uh, Rabbi Ted, you you talked about guilt or resentment. It's nothing but energy. If I truly allow myself to embrace that energy, or whatever I might call it, guilt, resentment, anger, then I'm starting the process of forgiveness eventually. But I have to be merciful and gentle with myself, and embrace that, to kiss the dragons in me. Right. Then I'm ready to forgive. So we're beginning to talk about the nature of forgiveness itself before even looking at how does one forgive or if one can forgive or even it should one forgive. Um, just looking at the nature of forgiveness. And our engineer, Eric, <clears throat> tells me that we have a telephone call, which figures, because last show we talked a lot about our telephone number, asking people to call. We received no calls. This afternoon, we haven't, I have not yet mentioned the telephone number, and we have a caller. Well, can you forgive me for interrupting? <laughs> we, we, we've got Jan on the line. Hi, Jan. Good afternoon. How are you? We're, we're good. How I'm are you? I'm enjoying the show very okay. much. I had a question about forgiveness. Okay. Um, 
we all know that 9-11 happened, and forgiving the people that did it, the terrorists or whoever did this, I have to mention that there was an article in the Saturday Times stating that this was a national article stating that 9-11 was, in fact, a conspiracy of the Bush administration or their reluctance to intervene. I don't know if you have any comment on their um, reliability, but my question has to do with if not, the fact that 9-11 happened, no matter who did it, whether it happens to be terrorists or whether it happens to be the Bush administration, are you suggesting that we forgive either one? Okay, Jan, it's a good question, and it speaks directly to the should one forgive. Is there Are there things that happen that are, not, are simply not forgivable? Um, and this brings us to, again, look at what is forgiveness. If forgiveness is essentially letting go of resentment and letting go of anger and letting go of guilt, then when I forgive, I am doing something that has more to do with my own being than it does, than it has to do with the one whom I am forgiving. That one has to deal with their own life. It's, it's in a way not mine, not, not in my power to forgive somebody else, but it's in my power to let go of the resentment or the anger or the frustration or the pain that I'm carrying because that's the resentment that creates shells around my heart. And it's really for my health that I wind up forgiving. Sometimes I can't forgive an act but I can move beyond the act and forgive the actor. Does that make any sense to you? A lot of sense. I appreciate that. I understand it has to do with my heart and how I receive it and how I express it. Thank you, Jan. And I thank you for that. And really, by, by forgiving, it's really a process of opening up the heart. So it doesn't mean that you run towards pain because, you know, it has lessons and possibilities, just not to run away from it. Yes. I'd like to refer to a wonderful verse by Rumi who says, you know, uh, break open your stony heart. The heart's matrix is glutted with rubies. Springs of laughter are buried in your chest. How wonderful to use any opportunity in one's life to open up one's heart. Yes. And I would I say, Jan, Jen, it's a great question. Obviously, you know, you're you're right on the topic. I mean, the topic of forgiveness is something we picked specifically for this fifth anniversary of 9-11. And I would just like to add that I think we all stand at different lengths from the moment of 9-11. Those who lost dear ones are very close to that. Um, others are a little bit different and here we are in Seattle, and I didn't lose anybody I knew in that moment. And yes, it it but it touched me at a deep place, and I feel that this is the direction I need to be. I, I need to be moving in the direction of trying to forgive uh, those people or anybody. Uh, and yet, we're struggling with that right today. Yes, we are. When especially when they publish articles like that right before. Thank you, Jan. We are continuing with a conversation on the nature of forgiveness and on 
how one actually forgives. Uh, We'll be back with you in a few moments. The words you are hearing are from our sponsors who are keeping us on the air. See you in a minute. This is Interfaith Talk Radio. Want to get out of the rat race and stay out? Let Mary Hendrickson, cash flow specialist from First Horizon Home Loans, show you how. Mary takes 27 years of successful banking and brokering and turns them into stepping stones that pave the way to your financial independence. All loans closed for Dr. Pat Show listeners receive a $300 reduction in closing costs. Call Mary today at 425-576-2249 and begin your path to financial freedom. That's 425-576-2249. Do you suffer from stress, headaches, back pain, digestive pain, or other chronic problems? Allow Sue Woodward to help you realize the vitality and wholeness your body naturally wants to express using gentle restorative methods. Sue invites you to call her at the Acupuncture and Healing Arts Clinic for a free consultation. 425-451-8129. That's 425-451-8129. The University Congregational United Church of Christ, located at 4515 16th Avenue Northeast, right across from the Burke Museum, wants you to know that it is a liberal and inclusive congregation waiting to welcome you to worship, education, fellowship, and service. We need your help to say yes to God's purposes. For more information, log on to universityucc.org. That's universityucc.org. Or call 206-524-2322. That's 206-524-2322. Would you like one of the most rewarding sales jobs of your life? The Dr. Pat Show has rapidly grown into the number one radio show to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show is hailed for its remarkable guests, sponsors with integrity, and amazing listeners. Dr. Pat is in search of a creative, self-starting, energetic person to join the marketing team. If you're interested in helping promote and sustain the Dr. Pat Show, please submit your resume to pat at thedrpatshow.com. Again, that's pat at thedrpatshow.com. This is your opportunity to make a difference in your community and the world. Called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners, award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit thedrpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. Lewis and Clark would be proud. We're exploring new territory on the air every day right here on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to Interfaith Talk Radio on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, and streaming at interfaithtalkradio.com. To find further information about our show and to find further information about the activities led by each of us, visit interfaithtalkradio.com. We are a rabbi, a Muslim minister, and a Christian pastor. I am Rabbi Ted Falcon. I'm Brother Jamal Rahman. And I'm Pastor Don McKenzie. And we are here with you to share an interactive and deepening dialogue on the nature of interfaith spirituality. 
To take part in conversation with us, you can call in at 425-373-5527, 425-373-5527, and in Western Washington, 888-298-5569. And we're here at Sandusky Radio, of which... KKNW is one of the stations, and the studio right next door is Smooth Jazz, KWJZ 98.9, and Diana Rose, who is music director at Smooth Jazz, popped in during the break with a question, and it was a good question, which I think deserves sharing on the air. And she said the basic problem that she has with forgiveness is the conflict between forgiveness and accountability. Like, do you let somebody off the hook when you forgive them? Do you act as if what happened didn't happen? Pastor Don? No, I don't think so. I think that um, there's a sense in forgiveness, at least from the way I understand it, that we are all held accountable for our actions. We are called to responsibility for those things. But forgiveness is somehow an uh, an event where our humanity on both sides of the fence is somehow sustained. And we're able to be in that kind of, we're able to acknowledge the preciousness of human relationships while at the same time naming some truth that is that has happened and as human beings, we all make mistakes. We all need to be forgiven, and we all need to forgive. And and so in some ways, uh, her, her comment, which, I, as you said, Rabbi Ted, is so important, uh, makes me think of, uh, the, of whether or not we are called to be pacifists, that is to say, to simply not do anything. That's one interpretation of that. Or are we called to resist nonviolently? And that that's a situation where our humanity is fully upheld, and yet we're trying to point things in a new direction. And I think one of the new directions of forgiveness is something that provides a kind of healing, wholeness, uh, a fuller awareness of what it means to be human in the context of the divine and so forth. That's different from simply saying, oh, that's okay, which is not, right. which doesn't sustain anyone's uh, humanity. So... Uh Pastor Don, I, I totally agree. I would say that the essence of forgiveness is actually compassion. That's number one. And number two, to become aware of something all the traditions say, we're all so interconnected. There is not the other. There is the, the reality of that oneness, that wonderful poetry which we're reading the other day by Thich Nhat Hanh. I am that 12-year-old refugee girl who, having been raped by a sea pirate, I throw myself in the ocean and drown. But I'm also the sea pirate, my heart not yet open. Please call me by my true names. So the door of compassion could be left open. Uh, as the Quran says, everywhere you turn is the face of Allah. So to me, uh, forgiveness, the essence is compassion. It's not about avoiding or denying doing what is right to protect yourself or taking the right action. The question is, with what energy are you doing that? Mm. So the example which is in the traditions I've always talked about, I love that, is about the two judges. One judge 
who sentences the offender to life imprisonment, but with the energy of the thought of, you scum of the earth, go behind the bars, you know, go into the jail. Uh, there is no element of compassion in it. The other judge, same sentencing, life imprisonment, but maybe the judge reads that sentencing with solemnity. Maybe make sure the prisoner does not suffer indignities in the jail. Maybe even praise uh, for this offender. Same sentencing, but with two different energies. All the great traditions say, is it a big deal? Yes, just this difference of energy, the element of compassion, forgiveness in it, in doing the right thing, can shift heaven and earth. I really appreciate that, Brother Jamal. Sometimes I think that the compassion aspect of forgiveness is the heart opening. And there's also a mental aspect of forgiveness <clears throat> that's necessary. And it's not simply a desire to forgive, because I can desire to forgive and try to forgive and then find that I'm angry again. I'm still stimulated. I'm still reactive when I think about the person, when I think about the event. I think on a mental level, it's holding the past as the past, and it's no longer wishing the past to be any different than it was. That doesn't mean forgetting. That doesn't mean not experiencing pain with certain memories, either pain because of what was done to me or pain because of what I did to others. Those are real. Those are part of what has been, and those are part of what has shaped us hopefully, to be better and more sensitive human beings. The memory still holds pain. It's not forgetting, but it's no longer needing the past to be anything other than it was. And opening the heart with compassion to ourselves, to the other, and holding that every human being can grow Every human being can evolve. Every human being piercing the behind, whatever mask is being worn, is in fact wearing the face of Allah, the face of God, the face of the one, each of us, a precious and unique expression of one shared life. And I'm sure that's what that judge had in mind when he was able to pronounce the sentence in the way he did. As a Christian say, every saint has a past <laughs> and every sinner a future. Mm. Amen. <laughs> now, of course, in the Christian tradition, there is a tendency to, to see forgiveness hinging on a matter of belief and on the action of a single being. Say more about that. Well, there are some who would believe that forgiveness comes because of the actions of Jesus. Oh, right. Okay. You know, that that's where that flow. Uh, right. I, I think that there are two ways to look at that. One is that the life and teachings of Jesus can be an inspiration for the kinds of things you actually have, both of you have been describing. The other is that we can't be forgiven without the path of Jesus, which I would reject. I would reject that point of view and prefer to be inspired by the things that he did, especially the parable, the prodigal son, which almost everybody knows. The younger kid takes his money, goes to a dif distant country and loses it, tries to come back and finds he's forgiven. And I think that's a story that 
that Jesus intended for us to hear as this is the way God intends to deal with us, by forgiving, even though we've all been to that distant country, even though that's where we spend a lot of time. We're still trying to get home. Everybody's trying to get home, and home is a place where forgiveness lives. Mm. Really appreciate that. And, of course, the question that comes up is, how does one really learn to forgive? How do we learn to forgive ourselves? How do we learn to forgive another? What do we do? So it's really a process, which, of course, I think in the second half we should start talking about that. But to know that it's not a mental concept. We just simply cannot say, I forgive you, and it's over. It requires a participation of the being. So that point, which I mentioned earlier, is so critical that the first step of forgiveness and the last step is really to honor the guilt that I feel. Hmm. I call it guilt. I call it resentment. I call it anger. But it's nothing but energy begging my attention and to integrate that to embrace that, to enfold that with compassion for myself. That starts the process of forgiveness. Mm. That is critical. And I would just add, uh, Brother Jamal, that, <clears throat> that, that every, every human being has this sort of essential of feeling incomplete. Somehow there's something else out there that I need to complete my humanity and so forth. And what we need to hear is that we're already complete. And there's nothing we can lose by Nothing that would be taken away from us by forgiving and being forgiven. And yet the practice of that, the experience of it, uh, that sort of redemption is just wonderful. And that can help move us along the way. Thank you, Pastor Don. We're going to take a break. This is Interfaith Talk Radio. We're talking about forgiveness. And we'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. Kahuna is ancient wisdom taught by the Kahunas in Hawaii. Ancient wisdom, modern application. Huna is about empowerment, about increasing your spirituality, energy, and metaphysical healing power. If you could experience and connect physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually with a higher power that can empower you to bring into your life whatever you desire, join the Kahunas that carry the teachings of the past at our 33rd Huna Workshop in Kona, Hawaii, September the 9th through the 17th. Call 800-800-MIND or visit Huna.com. Mention the Dr. Pat Show and receive a special discount, the Empowerment Partnership. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. Call the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. Commonly known as NICO, Northwest Interfaith Community Outreach traces its history to the first anniversary of 9-11. Committed to promoting interfaith dialogue and understanding, its purpose is captured in its mission statement, celebrating spirit through interfaith collaboration and compassionate works of justice in the world. For information on how to get involved, go to interfaithtalkradio.com and click on NICO. 
The United Church of Christ wants you to know about the God is Still Speaking campaign, a national effort to let everyone know that this denomination welcomes everyone, no matter what, to the worship of God and the service of the church. We believe that God has much, much more to tell us about the good news of the gospel of Jesus and about what love can do to help us with this beautiful but troubled world. To find out more, log on to www.ucc.org slash index dot php. We wish you blessings for your life. Forget their space and come check out our space on the web, 1150kknw.com, and find out about Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to Interfaith Talk Radio, being brought to you by Dr. Pat Worldwide. And for those of you who listened to Dr. Pat's show this morning, um, she was interviewing Jim Wallace. Jim Wallace and uh, talking about our show. So I just want to thank Dr. Pat for that and encourage our listeners also to listen to Dr. Pat on each day on this station from 11 to 12 in the morning. We are supported by our sponsors, and we have openings for some sponsors who would like to help us stay on the air, learn how to do our show better and better to provide a context and a vehicle for an expanding interfaith dialogue on spirituality. We are, this is unique and we are learning as we go along. We know that the topics we raise are bigger than we can handle in any one show. And we invite those of you who are listening, who yourselves would like to be sponsors, or you might know of those who would like to participate in this adventure with us, and they can, or you can go to interfaithtalkradio.com and send us a message and let us know that you're interested and we can contact you. We can be on the air and stay on the air together. <clears throat> and I would like to take uh, just a moment to talk about Beit Aleph Meditative Synagogue, of which I am the proud rabbi. You can find out about Beit Aleph by going to jewishspiritualcommunity.com. Beit Aleph is a synagogue where universal teachings rooted in Jewish tradition support a greater spiritual journey for all who attend. And you're welcome to come and see what that means. We meet this coming Friday at 7.30. We use the facilities of Unity of Bellevue. And we meet this Saturday night for a special service, Opening the Gates of Forgiveness this Saturday night at 9 p.m. Beit Aleph is a place dedicated to your spiritual evolution. Please join us. Try jewishspirituality.com. And we are back talking about how one forgives. So let's say that someone has seriously offended you or looking at the perpetrators of 911 or looking at the countries now involved in war or any country bombing civilians, how, how does one forgive? How does one accomplish that within oneself? Pastor Don? Well, I, I, I would 
just one take on that is I think that <clears throat> if we approach it, and I know you both would agree with this, if it's just an intellectual exercise, it's probably impossible. Uh, I think it takes that opening of the heart that we've been talking about, which is to say that visceral uh, experience of being forgiven, which can move us in the best sense of that word. And we can't actually create that kind of experience, but we can create moments when we're on the lookout for that kind of experience, where through spiritual practice, we can be more and more or even more deeply aware of God's forgiving love for every human being. And that would make us or put us in a place where we would be able or better able to understand the whole meaning of forgiveness as it's happened to us, which then helps us to translate that into our own actions and really, I think, helps us to put the ego in the proper sort of location, not at the center, but in a way that protects the self and still can reach out to the other. I really appreciate that. I'm aware that there's something that rises called righteous indignation. Right. And the ego part of us just loves that. Yeah. I finally got a situation where I know you're wrong and I'm right and I am not going to let I'm not going to let go. Amen. And if I have this on a global scale, how much the better? Right. How do I get past that? Brother how, Jamal, I know has the answer. Oh, of course, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, uh, of course I I loved what you said um uh, Pastor Don and um, um Rabbi Ted that particular point about the energy of self-righteousness. Because I'm reminded of this verse by Rumi who says that, you know, somebody does something wrong, and Jamal, the, the flames of anger rise up in you, and you call this defense of religion, defense of truth, defense of democracy. But Jamal, you don't notice your own arrogant soul. So it's really about, about ego. Right. It essentially boils down to that. I First of all, if I have to forgive someone, I immediately remind myself about the nature of God. For example, there's a verse in the Quran which says, O you who have transgressed against your own soul, despair not of the mercy of God, for God forgives all sins. Such is your cherisher, your sustainer. When it comes to forgiving the other, especially in very difficult circumstances, it's really a process. Again, as we have been repeating again and again, it is not an intellectual exercise. It requires the opening up of the heart. For in Islamic spirituality, it's really about doing a lot of work in the visible and invisible worlds. So a person who I'm very angry at uh, in, in my meditative state I normally summon that person and I tell myself not only is the person there but the person's soul is there and souls love the truth. Souls love the truth. And so I find permission from that soul to express to this person all my anger, my resentment, my bitterness because souls love the truth. And having said that, I I go through a ritual of expressing my sacred prayer. What is it I really want? I cut any cords that are a burden to me because I know that whatever I release releases me. Then I let go of that person. But Mm -hmm. only after I have, and I'm repeating myself, owned, kissed my pain, my anger, my sadness, my bitterness, only then am I able in a position 
to go beyond that. Right. So we need to move from a place where our anger or our guilt or our upset owns us yes. to a place where we own our guilt or our anger or our upset and then can transcend them. And that kind of process requires a stepping back. It's to recognize when I am reactive, recognize that from this state, I can't move. I can't get out of it. If I'm going to try to do it when in the midst of the anger, I'm just going to drive that anger more. So just say stop. Like be quiet for a minute and look at the anger and look at the upset and let the natural energies of allow a transcendence where that kind of choice, Brother Jamal, becomes possible. And Rabbi Chad, I would even say that to be able to transcend that, I have to integrate that energy. So I would say I have to enfold that, embrace that. It has that edge of bitterness, anger, that negativity, only because it is separated from me. Right. So through some ritual, some practice, if I can with compassion, with sacredness, embrace that, integrate that, that which was a source of such negativity becomes a source of empowerment to me. And what I like about what you're both saying is that, first of all, it to forgive yourself and to receive forgiveness even from another human being or from God. But at the same time, it suggests that through practice, through focus, through intention, we can actually, over some period of time, uh, get some perspective that permits us to get the ego in the sort of the right place, not at the absolute center, but in a place that where it's functioning in a healthy way, and help us to see that we can actually do something about this that's constructive and not corrosive. And yet that's very difficult. Mm. It is an opening up to a recognition that we are greater than any specific condition in which we find ourselves. And in the world we live, we are not encouraged toward that kind of awareness. We are, we are literally invited to keep ourselves enmeshed in the condition, keeping trying to change the conditions and mold them so that they will support our happiness rather than understanding that our real deep happiness cannot rely on conditions which are always shifting and always changing, or else we'll just be a victim of the conditions. Jamal, Brother Jamal, you say this very well when you talk about being the victim. Do you remember how you say it? Okay. <laughs> but, 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 but I know that I say it very well, but I do want to say that we all have that capacity to forgive. Uh, I mean, this is something which I think all the traditions talk about, the whether it's a Jesus spirit or the Elohim spirit or the Allah spirit, it is within us. We have that capacity. Like Rumi says, you know, uh, you are a ruby in the midst of granite. Hmm. How long will you continue to deceive us? For we can see the look in your eyes. So please return to the root of the root of the root of your real self. We have that power. We have that ability, the capacity to really forgive. But uh, as you were suggesting, uh, both of you, it is a process. Okay, so... Forgiveness is something that is, and it's not something one has to create. That's right. It's a reality into which 
one has to step. To evolve into. I'll tell you, uh, like one of the great teachers in Jewish tradition, the Baal Shem Tov, the master of the great name of God, and one of his teachings was saying one needs to develop an equanimity. Mm -hmm. And the way he described that is not playing to either the applause or to the criticism of others. Because as long as one plays to the applause or the criticism, then one is in fact controlled by the responses Mm -hmm. in one's environment rather than discovering the deeper streams of integrity, the deeper streams of compassion, the deeper streams of love, and acting those out. So it really does boil to the other point also. We've talked about that we, and I'm repeating myself, we are really interconnected so much more deeply than we say we know. Right, and that interconnectedness, at the one of the truths inside that is the consistent or constant vulnerability we have to believing we're not as good as we should be. And so forgiveness really becomes more difficult. It does. And for those of you who'd like to enter into this conversation before this hour closes, you're welcome to contact us at 425-373-5527. This is Interfaith Talk Radio, and we're looking, be- we're looking forward to being back after these words. Time Magazine says NLP has untapped potential for treating individual problems and is becoming an all-purpose self-improvement program and technology. Come experience NLP for yourself at the Empowerment Partnerships Accelerated NLP Practitioner Training in Seattle, Washington, October 8th through the 14th. Since 1982, the Empowerment Partnership has taught thousands of people like you create critical transformations in areas that count most, relationships, health, wealth, and state of mind. If you want to increase your creative energy, get control of your life, and enjoy new levels of existence, call 1-800-800-MIND. That's 1-800-800-MIND. Or go to NLP.com. That's NLP.com. Mention the Dr. Pat Show when you call to receive a special discount. NCD, a new oral detoxification product that reduces the effects of environmental toxicity and can help millions across the globe. Natural Cellular Defense is an effective oral detoxifier, a tool in the fight against toxicity. Join our Copious Health team to raise awareness about environmental toxicity and this safe new product. Go to copioushealth.com or call 206-423-6596. That's 206 206- 423-6596 copioushealth.com Unity of Bellevue is an inclusive community for spiritual growth where all are valued where positive attitudes are developed where spiritual laws of life are taught where consciousness is cultivated where self-awareness is enhanced and where the bonds of fellowship are enriched join us for our Sunday celebrations on Bellevue's east side visit our website at www.unityofbellevue.org Occasional indigestion got you down? After meals, do you feel bloated, heavy, tummy hurt? Does occasional heartburn and indigestion or a just plain tired feeling take the energy out of your day? Vital digestive enzymes are needed to properly digest food and E12 provides them all. Customers often report a dramatic life improvement. 
Call 1-866-NO-BLOAT. That's 1-866-NO-BLOAT. And discover E12 Food Enzymes, the digestive secret thousands have benefited from. At Unity of Woodenville, they put love into action. One way is by supporting projects that demonstrate a loving, compassionate consciousness. An example is Free Wheelchair Mission. For just $44 each, Free Wheelchair Mission delivers wheelchairs all over the world, literally lifting people up. Learn more at freewheelchairmission.org and visit unityofwoodenville.org. Stay informed with news, traffic, and weather at the top of the hour, weekdays on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. And welcome back to Interfaith Talk Radio on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m., streaming at interfaithtalkradio.com. And we are talking today about forgiveness and realizing that forgiveness itself is a spiritual path that we have in common. And during the break, Jamal finally remembered the example that I I was trying to get him to share. Yes, and that is that wonderful insight from all the traditions and also in Islamic spirituality, which says that whosever approval you seek, forever you are their prisoner. So if you really understand that, the solution is simply seek your jailers with care and deliberation. Mm. Amen. (laughs) Amen, indeed. So this spiritual path that we share called forgiveness, um, each of us has to look into ourselves and discover what in us requires forgiveness Sometimes I think all of us have those aspects of self that we somehow think are unforgivable, whether they are thoughts or deeds or yearnings, memories, that somehow it's almost easier to accept in another, but they're hidden, and we hide them from others and even seek to hide them from ourselves. I think this is... This is absolutely at the heart of this problem of of needing our self-worth to be upheld. You know, we think everybody else is okay, but somewhere in my being, there's something that can't get unstuck. It's, it's really, it really can't be forgiven. I was just reading a book called Father Joe uh, by Tony Hendra, who was one of the characters in the film uh, Spinal Tap. And uh, I read it at the gym, and I'm, I'm reading along, and he's going to see this priest named Father Joe, and he's thinking, I've got a sin that can't be forgiven. And they get into this conversation, and he tells the, the priest this story. And then there's a pause, and the priest says to him, there are no unforgivable sins. Mm-hmm. And I, I practically <laughs> fell off the exercise bike. It was just an amazing Truly amazing moment because I thought, yes, that's true. And yet, how do we understand? How do we get ourselves to believe such a thing in a world, as you both have said, which kind of reinforces the fact that, yes, there are unforgivable sins and most of us are there? Mm. Uh, you know, I, I tell myself that if I am I'm, I'm not able to forgive myself, it, it really is my ego talking to myself. Because I remind myself that God says in the Quran that despair not of the mercy of God. For God forgives all sins. So if God forgives all sins, certainly I need to be able to forgive what I consider my wrongdoings. Uh, 
so for so again in the, in the spiritual practices for me what works for me is if i need to forgive myself i again call in the person in the invisible world with the person's soul being there and because souls love the truth i express whatever it is i need to express my sorrow my sadness my need for forgiveness and then i invoke god's mercy and forgive myself and I just want to want to add that for Prophet Muhammad, the practice of forgiveness was a central part of his practices. The word in Islam is called astaghfirullah. And he would say that uh, until I express this practice of astaghfirullah 70 times a day, my heart remains clouded. And this is not because of sin, but because of lack of awareness in my life. It's a beautiful practice mm. to invo- invoke the mercy of God and ask for forgiveness. And in Jewish tradition... That energy of forgiveness is always flowing from the Holy One of all being. That's part of the nature of that being, the nature of that presence. At the same time, it's our responsibility to act out our forgiveness in the world. And we act out our forgiving of ourselves in the world by not again participating in whatever the action or the process that we had gotten ourselves in trouble with, and as well as others doing the same. If we keep doing the same thing, and of course we'll get the same results, then it's like, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, but then it's a game. Then it's an ego game, and we may think that we're dealing with something deeper, but we have to step further inside or further above that particular loop and ask to ascertain what really is going on. And make on. a commitment. Like Prophet Muhammad said, when you ask for forgiveness, uh, you ask for forgiveness, you make a commitment, and just as milk returns not to the other, you return not to this wrongdoing. And uh, Eric tells us that we have a caller. That's right. We've got Sherry on the line. Hi, Sherry. Hi, everyone. Hello. Um, I'm I'm so happy I remembered to tune in, and I'm really enjoying the conversation. Um, and what's coming up for me right now is I have a brother in my life who I am having a really hard time forgiving, letting go of some really difficult things we went through. And he's shifted in his life for, for the good, and I I feel like I... I have to protect myself around him, even to the point where I, I don't really call. And I, I really would like to heal that within myself. He's apologized, and I've said I've forgiven him, but I, I haven't completely. And I think there's something in there about boundary setting, and I just wanted to bring that up. And there's openings and closings and fear, and could, could any or all of you speak to that? I would say it's absolutely all right, Shay, not to meet him or do something in person. I lay a lot of value in doing the work in the invisible world, like I mentioned earlier. Bring him in in the invisible world, in a meditative state, for example. Have his soul be there. And just express whatever it is your heart wants to express because souls love the truth. And go through a ritual and cut the cords if you want to and then have him go into the embrace of spirit that work by itself if you do it again and again can be very very healing sherry so one of the consequences brother jamal would be that if you do that 
then when she's actually with her brother in person, maybe there could be a transformation. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's also, there's always the possibility, and this is sometimes the hardest thing in the world to do, of telling the truth and of saying, you know, I, I forgive you. I'm doing my best. I, I have memory, of course, but I no longer want you to have been any different than you were. And sometimes I find myself still afraid that I'm going to wind up getting in the same space again, and I get afraid of getting hurt. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry about that, but I want you to know. I want you to know because if you sense any distance from me, that's that's where it's coming from. You know, and I want to do my best to be present with you. And part of being present with you is to be able to tell the truth. All of that is so valuable. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you for your question, Sherry. Yeah. Bye-bye. Um, as we approach the conclusion of this show, uh, for those of you who've been with us over the past few weeks, we have decided to conclude each show with a spiritual practice that will help our listeners that might help all of us on our shared spiritual journey, our journey of awakening to the fuller nature of the being we are. And so I share this from Jewish tradition. It is a prayer of forgiveness. We focus on this. I mentioned the service of forgiveness, which is next Saturday at 9 o'clock in the evening. But in fact, this prayer is in some of the traditional prayer books as a nighttime prayer to be recited each night. And although I'm going to read it, and I don't expect listeners to be able to take it down, you'll find it on the website, interfaithtalkradio.com, uh, a few hours after this show concludes. The prayer begins, Ribono Shel Olam, which is an address to the Holy One of all being. And this is what the prayer says. Holy One, I now forgive all who have hurt me, all who have done me wrong, whether deliberately or by accident, whether by word, by deed, or by thought, whether against my pride, my person, or my property, in this incarnation or in any other. May no one be punished on my account. And may it be thy will, eternal one, my God, and God of my fathers and mothers, that I be no more bound by the wrongs which I have committed, that I be free from patterns which cause pain to me and to others, that I no longer do that which keeps your presence from my life. May my past failings be wiped away in your great mercy, eternal one, and may they no longer manifest through pain and suffering. We begin the process of forgiveness, of being forgiven by extending, forgive, by extending forgiveness to others. And so whether using these words or any other, to consider before going to sleep at night, simply in the quiet of those moments, saying, I choose to forgive anyone who has hurt me. I release those shells around my heart. I embrace a universe. This is Interfaith Talk Radio. 
we are sharing with you a deepening dialogue on awakening our spiritual awareness. And we'll be back next week at 5 o'clock on Monday.